Hi, welcome back to the CIO Show. I'm David Binning, Associate Editor CIO. In fact, email is still around, despite the array of collaboration platforms available for little or even no cost, is certainly testament to its powerful legacy as the first true killer app. But if you spent any time using platforms like Slack, Monday, and many others, you'd have to agree it doesn't seem so killer now. And even before these tools were even conceived, there were some high-profile crusades to eliminate email, in particular by Thierry Breton, who former CEO of French tech firm Atos Origin, who famously declared all-out war back in 2011, announcing plans to go zero email. He said at the time, we are producing data on a massive scale that is fast polluting our work environments and also encroaching into our personal lives. We are taking action now to reverse this trend, just as organisations sought to reduce environmental pollution after the Industrial Revolution. Now, our first guest is Jennifer Ribeiro, who's Chief Information Officer with City West Water, one of our 2020 CIO 50 winners. Jennifer, welcome to the CIO Show. Thank you for having me, David. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> Great. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it straight. Is email on the way out, do you think? No, not at all. It serves a purpose. Um, it, it, its purpose has probably diminished over time, um, over the course of many, many years with new technologies um, coming up uh, and new tools coming up into play. But it's definitely um, not over. I spend way too much time um, day in, day out in my email. Mm. Um, but um, but it, it changed its purpose. You know, it, it was one channel of communication. Um, it is now a channel of many channels of communication. Now, what I mean, being in the public service, I understand that 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 email is 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 arguably you know more entrenched than perhaps it would be considered to be in the in the private sector. Uh, entrenched, interesting word, but I would say that it, it as I said, it serves a purpose now. Um, being in the private uh, in the public sector, we have an obligation to protect the information that we have, um, as most organisations do. But even more so, we have classification schemes, so we ensure that um, our, our information is classified, uh, you know, uh, as protected or official. Um, that sort of that sort of uh, framework really is there to support our information and also to support the compliance around our information. So, are we classifying the information in a particular way so that it goes to the right source or, and that it's protected in a particular way as well? So, if it's you know, highly confidential, then we will apply, apply a sensitive label to it. That's very interesting. But so, I mean, you know, you say that entrenched is an interesting choice of words, but that is what it is then, if if, if that's the way you were sort of characterising it. So it's yeah, it's, it's, sort of, it's sort of part of the entrenched. well, it's part it's part of the cultural DNA. It's part of the corporate is, DNA. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You're right. It is part of what makes us um, public service mm. um, in the sense that we have an obligation to to protect the information um, that we hold as public servants and to, to deal with it appropriately. So in, in that regard, absolutely. And then, you know, but, but on the other hand, as you noted when we spoke recently, you know, the, the, these collaboration tools that are, that are, that are assuming, there seems to be a new one every week, um, do offer a lot of functionality as well. And, and for CIOs, there's sort of certain advantages in terms of, of the management and administration of them. Of course, there is the obvious disadvantage that we all know about with regard to shadow IT, but there are advantages, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the um, so 
Teams is our tool of choice. I mean, obviously, there are many different tools of choice that um, organisations have. Teams is our tool of choice. And you know, like, I could probably say to you that Teams um, has, has transformed us um, as an organisation in many ways. It, so whilst we're having lots of chats on the side, you know, we are having, uh, we are heavy users of chat. And, you know, I think if I can pull out one of the statistics, um, on average, an individual um, at City West Water will send um, 25 chats. So, uh, so that's really a, a day. In, a day. On yeah. average, yeah, that's average. that's that's across that's across the organisation. That's not necessarily within the that's not just within the IT. That's across the organisation. No, no, absolutely across the organisation. Um, but the other thing that we're seeing with Cat is that it enables um, us to see some personality as well. So um, the the ability to like things, the ability to oh, um, yeah. you know give a thumbs up, to you know smile, um, gifts. So very, very much oh, part oh. of uh, absolutely. So very much part of our, <laughs> our technology team um, chat correspondence. And yeah. we will be in a meeting, and there'll be chats going on along the side yeah. um, while we're in the meeting. So asking some questions, uh, but without interrupting the speaker. So again, some really lovely etiquette that comes into to having a meeting because the questions aren't disrupting. Um, uh, the, the person who's speaking, but also just bringing some humour into it. You know, posting a funny picture about something that that uh, someone said, and, and um, letting letting everybody to to have some some personality rather than these sort of uh, robots that staring into a machine. Mm, mm. And do you think that that's become more important? You know, those those particular sort of nuanced personal characteristics or capabilities within collaboration platforms have become more important through COVID, during COVID? As we're working from home more flexibly, mm. um, uh, you, know, spec- you know, a, a key element to, to our workplace is flexible working um, and, you know, enabling our people to, to work from home, to work from the office, etc. And as we're working uh, more flexibly, we uh, rely on the, the various tools for us to communicate. And, and one of the things I think that a, a tool like Teams does is it gives us, in part, some of that water cooler, not water cooler conversation, but it's the corridor, walking down the corridor and like, oh, hi, um, you know, could you just give me this 30-second um, brief on on topic A? Mm. Um, so, you know, we'll use chat now for that. Hey, can you give me a quick update um, on, on this? It, it's it's not meant to be war and peace. It's a 30-second update on where we're at with, with that. And that is in real time um, as you would walking down a corridor. Versus for email, for, for instance, it would be like, you know, can you give me some details? I want to know, understand what's going on, um, et cetera. But the other thing also um, is that it gives us the opportunity to, to work together on products or, or artifacts. So, for example, artifacts. Um, we, we yes, have, that's the term. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, if we have, you know, we have a SharePoint Online environment. We have um, our documents and plus OneDrive. So we we share documents now, and now you know it's it's changed um, the way we work in, in many ways. In the sense that you could have a document, and you're seeing multiple people um, either making adjustments to a document. Um, so, um, you know, for example. We're doing budgets at the moment, and so uh, one of my colleagues and I we we are working 
in an Excel spreadsheet together constantly and, and looking at things um, as it changes real time, both of us and both of us having control of the same document rather than, oh, well, let me send you a document and then I will um, uh, update it. Um, so, you know, there, there's some productivity gains just by working together mm. uh, on the same document. Now, of course, you know, the, the vast majority of emails are now no doubt exist in the cloud, whereas, you know, in the past, you know, IT managers, CIOs had to, you know, be concerned with an actual email server. You don't have that problem anymore. But then by, on the other hand, something, and something else that we spoke about recently is that with the collaboration tools, you don't need to worry about updating them because they, you know, they're typically just updated automatically, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. So we're getting, you know, new features and um, and um, whatnot because because we are online and we're in the, the cloud. Um, so you know, the the benefit of a SaaS environment is that we actually are continuing to get new features um, periodically. Yeah, sure. Now you you also mentioned something. Um, and interesting, the other day when you asked your teenage children about what they thought about email, I'm going to introduce the, the what do the kids think about email into this serious CIO conversation? Yeah, yeah. Was like, I, I thought, you know, maybe I'd get down with the youth and ask my teenage kids what they thought of email. <laughs> yeah. uh, and they just said, oh, it's formal. So, you know, it's for, it's, for, it's formal formal. Communi- for formal communication. So if I'm, um, uh, you know, submitting a piece of homework in their context, um, spinning a piece of homework, they'll um, either attach the link um, or they will attach the document. Um, uh, so using um, email for, for that method, obviously um, kids have been homeschooling, so they've had to change the way they submit their content as well in some instances, although um, I think they've been using email for a period of time. But they also said, you know, but it's not, gonna, it's not when I ask the question, is it dead? And they went, no, 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 it's not dead. It's like it's just a, another channel. It's like, you know, and they quoted Video Tool, the radio star. Um, we were on the private <laughs> school and I said, well, what does that mean? And they said, well, video didn't kill the radio star, no matter what the song said. Yeah. Um, so they said, you know, here we are listening to the radio. You know, the radio has a purpose and, um, and so does email and so does video. Yeah. In yeah. that context. <laughs> well, but, yeah, sorry. And one of my kids is constantly on TikTok, so um, so in, in that regard, um, you know, fairly okay with the the, the different channels in, in way to communicate and collaborate. <laughs> well, an interesting and fun way to conclude. Video didn't kill the radio star, Jennifer, and 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 very fitting as well, um, given that this is for a podcast kind of radio two point oh. Um, Gen- <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Indeed, Jennifer, thanks so much for joining us. Looking forward to having you back on the show soon. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. We enable any organization to use any technology. We help all companies become technology companies, protecting the identity of both workforces and customers. Connecting the right people to the right technology at the right time. Okta, one trusted platform to secure every identity in your organization. Joining us now is Gavin Tay, who's a VP Analyst Gartner Fellow based in Singapore. Gavin, welcome to the CIO Show. It's a pleasure to be joining you today, David. Now, Gavin, you, you, you're familiar with that, you know, now, now infamous quote from then um, CEO of a French company, Atos Origin Theory, brought on about email 
polluting our working environments and also encroaching into our personal lives. I mean, funny, funny that that statement was made in 2011, you know, before really before social social media really took off in, in our personal lives, let alone encroached into our professional lives. Yeah, I'm I, I think, you know, um, it didn't it just it it's taken a long time for people to realize that it's it's uh, you know somewhat like corporate Tetris. You know, you get hundred emails, you clear off twenty, you get another hundred back, you know. It's corporate Tetris, I love it. Yeah. It's 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 nonstop. You know, I think it's a conscious effort for the individual, you know, to realize that ah, you know, it's 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 never gonna end. And it's never gonna be an an ending exercise if you have a habit of filtering emails, you know, or having a habit to read everything. There is no end. There's no possibility of, you know, going through all of this. And and I guess I guess his his effort, uh ATOS, that is, that's a twenty eleven example, eleven, you know, ten years on mm. of zero email. Uh, at the time, it was sensational. Obviously, many organizations said, oh, zero email. How is that possible? Yeah. You know, and, and so where are they today? I think they they have not gotten to zero email, but I think yeah. it's remarkable. They've gotten to at least 60, 80% reduction of email, Yeah. Uh, which is a big deal. I think it's a big deal. I, you know, I, I'm led to believe that, that no more, no more than maybe 5% of emails that we get are truly of value that we absolutely must read or must do something about. And in that, any case, you, you're probably right. <laughs> and, and, and in any case, I, I think today, I mean, you know, email, it's, 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 it's funny how we're still discussing about email, you know, for mm. your, for, for decades on, yeah. it's, 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 it's like, you know, a living zombie. You you bring it down to its knees, zero email. <laughs> it pops back, you know, it pops back up again. You know, yeah. it's something, it's something I guess we can't make it zero and it will still be necessary, you know, uh, but far less than it was in the early days when I only had one tool. Yeah. Today we have a ton of tools. Uh, so it still has its purpose. It still has its place. May not be for everything. Yeah, yeah. So what are you, I mean, what are, what are you seeing in terms of the improved capabilities of, of you know, the, the, the big sort of the, the key corporate email providers, which are obviously Microsoft and, and more recently Google, you know, that we are, we are seeing, you know, the, the, the sort of slight green shoots of, of basic AI capabilities and certainly automation capabilities um, you know how how important are they? Do you think in this kind of effort for um, sort of staff to to reduce the the, the email burden? Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think these providers, you know, um, it's a duopoly market in most cases with Microsoft and Google. There are obviously more localized, regionalized players in respective geographies, but but all of these providers recognize that. They do need a solution and they have, they have, you know, introduced solutions that cater to the, um, the corporate Tetris game, you know, that they can help you on your behalf, play the game, which equals understanding your habits of what you would do when you get on email on, on a typical day and do it on your behalf. So if this is just, 
you know, announcements. I put it in the announcements box. If this is just, you know, information that you should know, maybe you should know, I'll put it aside for you. But then, you know, zero in on the one or the two emails that are requiring you to either provide input or do something or meet somebody. So, so they do that. They do that today. You know, the smart mailbox of getting your mailbox down, yeah. getting your mailbox down. And also then if you allow it to do uh, the job of doing what the email says of the recipient, uh, to the recipient. So if it says, ah, oh, you should gather and meet together. Okay, I'll set up an invite. I'll check the availabilities of all these individuals. Um, before we get on this meeting, because I know the context of the meeting, I'll dig out and see what sort of, you know, uh, contextual information is necessary. Maybe there is a document that's been half written. Maybe there's some, you know, pre-reference material. I put them all together. I may even, you know, assemble the information that comes from all these different pockets, put it in a fresh new document and set it up so that when you get to that meeting, you can, you know, work on it right away. You know, so, so I think these vendors are certainly doing their bit in making sure you are becoming more productive yeah. instead of just saying zero email. Yeah, because I, I know the first time that I started using, I think it might have been Slack or Ascender, I mean, and there's so many others that have come, but they're, they're two sort of really well-known ones. I mean, the first time I started using those platforms, I, I really was really thinking, why does anyone use email anymore? Um, but there are a lot of, a lot of um, sensible reasons, and of course, as we've just heard from uh, Jennifer Ribeiro, CEO at uh, City West Water, uh, in the public service, you know, email is still a very important um, platform for messaging because there's still, you know, such a cultural and 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 sometimes even regulatory compliance requirement to document communication. So email will always have that role. But it sounds as though, you know, as as email as you know as you outlined, uh, Gavin, with these um, greater AI automation capabilities, um, you know, email is certainly not going anywhere as the, as the undead, you know, the zombie as you've described, but. I wonder what you think. Do, do, do you imagine that, that a lot of CIOs are almost ideologically wedded to email? And the reason I ask that is that, you know, if we talk about shadow IT, that the main kind of shadow IT platforms were for messaging, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, 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 so it began life as a mess. So, you know, it reminds me of an analogy, you know, perhaps, you know, you're a newly wedded couple and you, you shift into this, you know, um, uh, you know, house and apartment yeah. and so on. And, and perhaps you're just beginning your collection of your handyman toolbox. And maybe you begin only with a screwdriver, you know, and you don't have any other tools. So it's almost like any job ends up, oh, can you bring the screwdriver? You know, you end up using email as that only screwdriver you have for everything. So it became not just for messaging, it would be stuff for documents, it'd be stuff yeah. for for ideation, it'd be anything. That's just, you know, just just use or to, it to or, death. To, or, to, or to communicate with people when you didn't want to make a phone call. Yeah, yeah. It's it's as easy as just spinning it up and just, you know, sending mm. it across. Mm. So so it was the only tool and therefore the only way. But I would say this is this is this is largely a cultural barrier that one has to overcome, you yeah. know. And if it's a conscious, if it's a conscious effort that says, ah, you know, if someone just stands up and says, hey, guys, you know, we've got 50 of us on this email trail, you know, chasing uh, or going on a witch hunt. I think this rather be shifted to, you know, Slack or or teams, uh, you know, in that channel. And, and for those that are interested, you can certainly listen in, you can weigh in. If you're not, you can mute it, you know, 
Um, and you can also participate, not just part of the conversation. It could also be a, a video meeting at some point. It could be a document that you're sharing in real time. It could be a, a dashboard that you all look together. So there's so many related activities at a given point in time for a specific topic. It's not just email itself. So email is that Uber tool, you know, uh, that does, it's that Uber screwdriver that you'd use everything that you need to use it for. But but these, these I call them work stream collaboration tools, things that do all of the above in a given context in multiple ways, it comprises of the Swiss army knife, you know, um, and would be of interest to, to anybody depending on, on whether they check in or check out on it. Uh, so so, so it's, it's not as much as the CIO is wedded to it. Mm. I think perhaps, perhaps so, because they're culturally embedded into the fact that this is what I grew up with and this is the only tool. Um, but it also takes the grassroots. I think the grassroots comes into play in that, hey guys, you know, I think we're going round the Maubi brush. Why don't we shift this to this? And I've done it. Hey, look, I've done it. This is the link to it. Get to there and we can continue. You know, for those that are interested, go ahead. So I think it takes people on the ground. It doesn't necessarily mean the person on the right on the top uh, initiates it, but yeah. people on the ground can certainly shift that change. Do you, do you think CIOs need to take more responsibility for this though? Because this this is this is maybe just a, a massive, you know, completely ill-informed Ill assumption I'm about to make. And what it is, is that, you know, I wonder how deeply CIOs actually think about um, how staff, particularly in large organisations with, you know, with large numbers of users, are actually communicating, you know, and thinking about how much productivity is being lost and how much could be gained by even just fairly small recalibrations in terms of how, you know, of how people are communicating. And maybe that sort of gets, takes us back full circle to that, you know, that conversation about, you know, ambient AI capabilities. What are the capabilities within, you know, within the messaging kind of platforms, including email now, that, that, that maybe CIOs could utilise better? Yeah, you know, I think it, 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 won't be, it won't be a surprise that CIOs and, and the IT team are fixated on and have, you know, have the skills and are equipped to procure the best in class of technology. That's, that's, yeah. you know, that's how they've been ingrained, you know, let's, let's find the best in class. Let's do the proof of concept. That's, that's, you know, bring it, bring it to a state where it's actually the tool that we purchase Two, thinking that, yeah, you know, if we were to introduce change and change by means of helping the organization achieve its outcomes. And as you describe reduce the time required, the turnaround that we take to fulfill a customer's request that goes round trip around the organization to individuals and back, that could equate to dollars. So yeah. I think I think it has to be a conscious effort of the CIO yeah. Yeah. alongside with that of CFO and CEO together, you know, in deciding and in, 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 in facilitating the fact that IT IT's role today, while everything has largely shifted to the cloud, yeah, will yeah. be managed by these professionals and providers that do a great job keeping it running 24 by 7, yeah, that instead yeah. should be translated into the fact that if we have these sorts of systems, then embedded within it yeah. is not just about extracting out the ambient information that the system can make use of and therefore present a better view to your mailbox or present a better, you know, uh, 
correlation to the fact that it's, this email relates to this perhaps conversation that's happening in a workstream platform or perhaps this specific document in this repository. You know, the systems do that today, but they're not really enabled or not really embraced. Yeah. And yeah. also that these tools also provide you a snapshot. It could be on an individualistic view in that, hey, look, you've saved, you know, 60% of your time today not looking at emails. And hey, look, you've actually spent more time in this area. I think we already get that. You know, if we if we use, depending on the devices that we use, we already, you know, um, will be told, hey, you spend less screen time this week, you know. So all these things certainly roll up, you know, to the CIO view in that, hey, Perhaps the reason why we're on this platform or perhaps the reason why we have tweaked our processes are actually impacting the organization overall in the dollars we save or the dollars we get more then, than we could get before. Yeah, yeah. it's so critical. Gavin, that's, you know, I think incredibly important discussion, very, very um, wonderful insights. Thanks so much for, for joining us and we look forward to having you back on the CIO show real soon. I look forward to that uh, next conversation. Thanks, man. Joining us now is Tim Sheedy, who's a principal analyst with Ecosystem. Tim, welcome back to the CIO Show. Thanks, David, for having me here again. Now, we just heard from Gavin Taya Gartner about um, about this French company Atos Origin endeavouring to to be rid of email around sort of twenty eleven, and and it's um, you know an, an interesting an interesting study in. Um, in the um, determination, perhaps, of email to, to stick around or the difficulty in um, in getting rid of it. I think he talked about email as being, Gavin Tate talked about email as being like a zombie a zombie app, impossible to kill. Now, there was a more, a more recent example, of course, with this, um, this ERP company. I think they're called Ramco, is that right, based in India? That's it. Yeah, and so what, what, what did you see there? So, look, uh, I... I really like Ramco's approach to this because they weren't looking at eliminating email from a uh, uh, from a sort of perspective of you know email's bad and you know, it's something that sort of sucks up our time and mm. it's not a very good collaboration tool. They were thinking more of the automation opportunity. So they looked at email and went, you know, not just email but chat and you know all these other messages, even voice calls, right around the company where you might ring the, the, the finance person and say, oh, have you sent that invoice out? Or you might send them an e- email and say, is that invoice being paid? Or or you, you know, reach out to HR and say, how many sick days do I have left? Or how many, um, how much holiday, uh, how many holiday days do I have left? Uh, you, know, um, you know, when's the next public holiday? You know, the, the thousand questions that fly around, the, particularly, you know, media or large organizations yeah. every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, 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 can just be automated, those answers, right? So what their their take on it was, let's try to eliminate the, the whole interface to the application, yeah. right? So instead of me ringing finance, finance, going into the ERP, looking up that account um, and working out whether or not that invoice has been paid, uh, I can just ask a system, ask Siri, ask a, you know, a, a voice assistant um, or Alexa, for example, you know, uh, has the invoice to, to that, uh, account being paid yet mm. um, and it will just go it will work out that that's a question and it's asking about that client and it's asking about the invoice for that client and you know, uses AI to go and get me an answer to that question mm. um, so their approach was you know, let's get rid of this this wasteful 
um, communications around an organization. And it wasn't just email, but focusing on all the other, um, you know, uh, you know, messaging and you know, tools that we use yeah. uh, that really interrupt our state of flow. Because that's one of the big things that, you know, the, the, the academic research has shown is that we want our employees to get into a state of flow. Yeah. And that's when they're happiest. Yeah. Right? That's when they really get pleasure out of their job. And every instant message, every email, every voice call, every text message, every yeah. right, that interrupts us, that state of flow, right? Yeah, well, it's interesting. So when, it's when, a- when Thierry Breton is the CEO of Atos first announced this back in 2011, he talked about digital pollution, right? And the irony of that is that's before, that's before all these social platforms took off. Exactly. Yeah. Right? So, so, look, I, I think at the time – I see their perspective because we were using email for everything. Yeah. You know, we were using email to, to have chat conversations with each other. We we're using email sometimes even instead of voice. Yeah. Right? Um, so, it, you know, there, there was amount of, a huge amount of um, unnecessary communication happening in email because it was really the only tool. Mm. Now, now we have all these other great collaboration platforms, you know, that, that we can use um, and these platforms themselves are getting smarter. It's making it easier to extract information out of them without actually requiring us going out and asking a question to someone. Yeah. Um, but I guess the point is that they are still a collaboration platform. They still, you know, in- interrupt our work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the opportunity, I, the, the way I see it, is to start to automate as many of the answers to these questions as possible. Yeah. With these, uh, with these AI tools, though, I mean, they're they're relatively new. If you're talking about things like you know Cortana. And I've forgotten what the equivalent would be in Google, but these tools haven't been around for that long. And as we know, um, a lot of a lot of organisations are not a lot of users are not turning them on. Do you think that that's? Do you think many CIOs are, are aware of the existence of these tools and are a bit wary about turning them on and having their staff use them because they're sort of, you know, concerned about the level of maturity that they're at at the moment? Do you think that that's something that that the CIOs are thinking about? So, um, look, I, I, I don't think CIOs are, are that worried about that particularly mm. because I believe at the moment the vendors are getting smarter at taking us, so the providers of these intelligence systems and tools yeah. are, getting, are getting smarter at taking us on that journey. Yeah. So they're not trying to answer every question with a voice uh, assistant, for example. And, well, don't get me wrong, IT organisations have made a few missteps Around trying to put in voice assistance to, you know, to, to, to answer a huge number of questions, and what, you know, they often find is they answer 30 percent of questions, right? Yeah. And well, that's better than none, but it's a relatively disappointing experience um, yeah. from a, a user perspective. So, where I believe that the vendors themselves are taking us on this journey of they're taking, they're putting baby steps of intelligence into their systems and tools, yeah. right? So instead of trying to make everything massively smart overnight. You know, we have this Cortana daily briefing, for example, in, in 365 that scans our email and we said we were going to send that message to someone. It'll say, have you sent that message? Mm-hmm. And and I think th- this is this idea of, you know, taking from this, this step, making us more comfortable with this intelligence because yeah. I actually think it'll get smarter in the long run. Like in a couple of years' time, it might actually compose the next message for us. Right, I find but, that but I find that I find that a slightly I find that a slightly freaky idea. 
That, that, that's it. And today we do. But they're going to take us on this stepwise approach where yeah. we suddenly, yeah. we're comfortable with it, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's perhaps where we've all got, you know, where I guess the suppliers of the tools have got a bit a bit smarter. Mm. But, that you know, we're not comfortable with these machines taking over overnight, right? Yeah. Um, but you know what? In the long run, they will do a lot of this front work. Yeah. Right? Because if I did say I'll send this to you tomorrow, you know, composing that email, attaching that file, and me then just hitting send, right? <laughs> Makes my life easier, right? Yeah, now, yeah, yeah. If, as you say, if that happened today, I'd probably freak out a bit and go, ooh, that's a bit creepy. Yeah. Um, but that's what this, this journey is, right? Uh, about the, the tools getting smarter over time. And I think that's where, you know, capabilities that Microsoft's launching in, for example, in the Microsoft Visa suite, mm. um, being able to, you know, at the moment, uh, it's giving a manager the ability to go, you know what, my team spends 80% of their time in meetings, yeah. right? Or, or you know, they're, they're always in meetings after hours, for example. Um, so yeah, I think the next step for that will probably be, you know, some prompts that when you set up a meeting after hours, it might prompt you going, this is an after hours meeting. You've been in a lot of after hours meeting recently. Is this okay, for example? Yeah. Um, and, and you click okay enough times, it'll stop prompting you. Yeah. If you start changing your behaviour, it knows that you know trying. It's probably improving your quality of life. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. So you know, I, I think these you know the, these tools are starting to get a bit better, a bit smarter. Um, and 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 what what we'll find coming back to this email question is that we aren't sending as many emails, right? That email sort of acting on our behalf. Yeah. Right. And as as ATOS Origin and Ramco and everyone, you know, they all understood that. We still need e- email for external communication with customers, you know, with suppliers, etc. You know, we, we can't eliminate email completely, um, but you know, uh, you know, it, it won't sort of. It's very quickly becoming not the major communications tool, um, you know, for, for a lot of employees, yeah. and it's finding its right place, right? That's and cool. and I, I think that was inevitable that that was going to happen. Mm. Um, we just needed those, these other tools to mature. And for a lot of them to get smarter. But I mean, it's, yeah, it's been an interesting trajectory, really. I mean, this this whole conversation about is ML dead has is kind of been a fun one for tech journalists for you know probably twenty, well, not twenty years, but certainly ten years since the ACOS example. Uh, and the reason, perhaps, that we're having it now is this sort of proliferation of of um, you know shadow IT kind of uh, tools that are now creeping into the into the enterprise. And you know, it's still a, it's still a critically important question, isn't it? I mean how much time people are spending communicating and whether or not they're doing it efficiently and, yeah. and you know, and, and also whether it's um, overburdening people, particularly when you talk about getting messages after work and on the weekends and so forth. So perhaps we're going to see in the future more intelligent and more more caring <laughs> versions well, of email. <laughs> and that's, that's exactly right. I, yeah. You know, I, I know organisations that have maybe tried to, you know, uh, inorganically remove email from their business, and you know, it becomes. What, what, what does that mean? Does that mean like what Thierry well, did at, at Cos? <laughs> well, 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 a, 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 a decree say, by decree. <laughs> yeah, by by decree, and, and but maybe it's this idea that oh, we're we're going to move all our company, you know, discussions to chatter, and we're going to have things happening on Teams, etc. Yeah. Um, and so you end up in this strange world where you're getting an email telling you that you've got a message in Teams or in chatter. Yeah. Right, and so you've actually 
decrease my productivity with this tool because <laughs> now I'm getting two messages about it instead of one. Yeah, God, that's um, infuriating when that happens. Yeah, yeah, that's it, right? And 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 again, that's this idea that email's still okay. Yeah. You know, it's still an okay tool. It'll it'll have its place. Yeah, right. You know, it it will. You know, you give your uh, you know, your employees the right, you know, a, a good suite of tools and capabilities. They may complement them with a few sort of shadow IT ones that they do find, um, and they'll use them all, you know, uh, in the way that is probably, you know, that, that, that suits them the best. Yeah. Like I, I always look at Facebook, you know. Facebook is successful because it provided, you know, the ability to find a friend, connect with the friend, communicate with that friend, chat with the friend, share voice messages with the friend, share images with the friend, share videos with the friend, right? Like it's, it's you know, it's giving me every communications tool I need yeah. to stay in their environment to, you know, to, to, to chat with my friends and then, you know, invariably with brands, with, with you know, with companies, et cetera, too. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, so, you know, one friend I might reach out to on chat, another one I might put a post on their wall. Right, that's the same thing to communicate internally, right? That yeah. you know, one person I might send an email to, another person I might give them a call, and someone else I might reach out on the message or, um, or you know, Slack or something else right back. Yeah. So, yeah. um, I, I think this is you know, emails finding its place, but I think this broader discussion around automation and actually getting rid of unnecessary communication yeah. is probably one that that's where I'd be focused today as a CIO. Yeah. Focus on, you know, how can I not get rid of email, but how can I actually just get rid of unnecessary, you know, time-wasting communication within the business um, yeah. and just, you know, help our employees get answers to questions. Yeah, and, and be mindful of these of these evolving capabilities, particularly around sort of simple AI within within the kind of, you yeah. know, the monolithic ERP yeah. platforms of, of Google and, and Microsoft. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we take we take we take it for granted, don't we? I mean, how many times have we had conversations about cybersecurity where some expert has said one of the main reasons why organisations are not getting the results they want from their cybersecurity products is they don't turn all the settings on or they don't understand them. So it's probably yeah, I mean, probably you know something you shouldn't take for granted that you know even very experienced CIOs are maybe not even thinking or, or investigating much what the current versions of Office three six five and and the Google Suite with regard to email. Um, are offering, especially around things like automation, because there's huge productivity question here, isn't it? Yeah, that's absolutely the case, right? There's there's massive gains we can be making yeah. um, with, with productivity, um, and you know, in in turning on some of these automation capabilities, we may reduce our reliance on those tools too, right? Because <laughs> yeah. you know, in in terms of that that interface of that tool, anyway, yeah. and it just doesn't work for us in the background. Yeah, yeah. Well, Tim, pleasure as always. Thank you so much for joining yeah. us. Um, we'll no doubt have you back on the show again sometime soon. Thank you very much, David. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the conversations. In our next episode, CIO Editor-in-Chief Byron Connolly is back, this time extracting CIO confessions. As the culture of innovation moves towards one more forgiving of failure, he'll be talking to leading CIOs about their biggest mistakes and missteps, what they learnt from their experiences and how they help shape their outlook and careers. Ultimately, Byron will try to test today's popular notion that failure is okay in the tech sector and ponder how it would fly if applied to others. We hope you can join us.